0: Chanted super Blues bring it all around Now all you blue boys know what we
1: mean We are the lads from the Tilted will support you till the end of the day We're so happy Following
2: the blues Good evening,
3: Mr Markham. Good evening, everybody. hope everybody's Okay.
2: And we are got coming tonight gin
0: ginger
4: in Give
2: me oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then
5: we've got Mr. Fixer. he knows where my house is about. <laughs> and the not only where he is but... Good.
2: Mr. Fixer, Craig Courtney!
5: Good evening, everyone.
2: And of course, as always, all over the buttons there he is with his headphones on all only Mr. Chris Brown. <laughs>
5: Good
1: evening.
2: Oh, it's great to have Birmingham City fan, uh, guru, media man, Mr Colin Tatum. Manor,
3: <laughs> in the Colin. Yeah.
2: But, uh, we've got, crack. I've got a crap, I a show tonight. Um, nothing's organised as always. And we just muddle through the 90 minutes as we do. But you know what, we, we muddle through well. We wouldn't well. Yeah. Uh,
5: Topics before we carry up. on. Must apologise just before we carry on. Uh, I am just reading the sad news that have been released by the club. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the fan and who was supporter of the year last year, Gary Williams, has unfortunately passed away. So mm. oh, uh, uh, our thoughts and uh, condolences to all of the family. As I'm sure every fan of Birmingham City and across the club will say the same thing. Oh, oh.
1: What a lovely guy!
5: Absolute him. true gent.
6: Mm. Yeah, he's great guy. such, such yeah. a fighter as well. I think he was an inspiration to everybody with what he was suffering, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Condolences yeah. to the family. It's so awful.
2: Ah, you know what? Like that. that I, I, yeah, I'm struggling. Right, I'll come on tonight with a happy-go-lucky kind of, normie kind of, and then we hear something like that, and mm. it like brings you
5: back to earth, doesn't it? We'll
1: Massive, boost, fan. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's only, in you know, all honesty, just been released as well. It hit my Twitter account just as you were doing the intro. Really, you know, really. I'm sure the club will
2: um do something for him through a, a decent send off. Uh, mm, definitely, of what, what a supporter, what what an individual, what a person.
1: You're listening to the Tilt and Talk Show live every Monday, six thirty PM on Facebook and YouTube and available as a podcast from Tuesday, twelve PM.
2: Mm. Who was at the game day? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was What I was Mark. Yep. Yeah, uh, Colin.
6: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: In in what capacity, Colin, as a supporter?
6: Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, right. always. Love it, love it, love it. Love it, love it so, yeah. Um, living it. <laughs> Me and my lad watching it, so big game.
2: Uh, do you know at what, Colin? Isn't everything? it wonderful when you can sit next to your children at a game of football and you know that your dad took you and your uncles and your aunties and your sisters and your brothers have been there and, uh, and now it's my children and my grandchildren? Uh
6: Absolutely. It's been a bit odd for me as well, because in the working capacity, I've not really been able to do that. But now um, I have, and it's, it's great. And also, um, he's of an age now where he's wanted to go to away games as well, which is uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 17.
2: Take him down yeah. the concourse and do it
6: <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be very careful with the, the company uh, uh, i am mixed with on a, sure, on a yeah. match day, to be honest. i sure, said. yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, Right, OK, so, Colin, you were there, your take on that game. Because I, I was at work watching it on Blues TV. And, my God, that first goal was a world-class goal, in my opinion. He yeah. took that so well. And the pass was just sublime. It was brilliant.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goosebump alert, ladies and
2: gents. Goosebump alert.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it was obviously such a a massive result. Not so much about how we play, but it it was just needed. The three points come what may. I think John Eustace matched us up with Rotherham. Four, two, three, one. And and that sort of front four uh, were very, very good for that opening spell, that, that half an hour. And as you say, fantastic goal. A big switch to the left. And... Dukie had one of these games where he he had such an impact in, on so many levels, and you know a piece of brilliance from Kadra wasn't it? Which which really settled everything down, and, and I felt from then on we we were pretty much in control. And even when they had their their big spell in the second half um, after they changed their system, which gave us a bit of problems, I just thought um, the, the defensive aptitude from the, the team was superb, and it was really was you know dig out a win and. Um, at, at any cost in many respects, but it was, you know, so welcome and, you know, fair, fair play to the, the players and and also to the management. Obviously, I know John Eustace has been under a lot of pressure, um, you know, nine defeats and 11 in the league, not ideal, um, but he, he got that right and he got a performance out of the players. And I think it is fair to say that, you know, those he, he's, he's not lost those players once this season, um, whereas in the last couple of years, I think, Towards the end of, of managers' tenures, that was—it was obvious in some of the performances. I don't think you could say that um, uh, this season, regardless.
0: I,
2: I well, we, we we discussed at length on this show, and we 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 all agree that we had a very difficult time after the World Cup, mm. and it was like it was yeah. like when we were saying, you know, we're suggesting perhaps the players had, 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 had achieved their goal of getting to a World Cup final. And then all of a sudden, say, "Well, that's it. I've done that now. I don't need to put an effort in." And that was that was our opinion, as Birmingham as City fans.
0: Yeah. To can...
5: say at the weekend, though, um, Bielik, probably one of the, the best games that he's had since oh, since yeah. the World Cup. Um, but also, he, he uh, Craig, L- it was
2: honestly a toothless performance.
5: <laughs> oh, that's a terrible joke. I was gonna, I was gonna wish him well after what had happened. I mean. Uh, <laughs> It's still beyond me how the player stayed on the Just field, let alone Chris. anything yeah. else. Just call me Christian.
1: We'll, we'll call you. We'll call you a few
5: things. Don't worry.
1: You don't worry. Ah. Plenty of um, time for
5: that. Yeah, I mean the, the way that the whole team and, and Collins is. I echo really what you'd said. The, there was that fight and, and passion from the very first kick of the game on Saturday. That. We we potentially haven't seen across the board, but Duke was unplayable. And to me, we said last week that was Ruddy the right person to be captain. And I think that actually, Saturday, we saw Duke leading from the front. And on many occasions, he pulled the players to one side and was talking to them separately. And even the defence wasn't afraid to give them a roasting. And that's just perfect. It's what you need on field leaders throughout. And uh, yeah, he, he was manning a match by an absolute mile on Saturday. Mm. Uh, and, and fair play to him because he ran his backside off. What a shift. Yeah.
2: You know, you, 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 you get to that stage in your career and he's, he's not a spring chicken anymore, right? But when you put a shift in like that, like that is fan appreciation 100%. 100%. Mark, your take?
3: Pretty much echoing what um, Colin and Craig have said. I mean, like Juki. I mean, hand on heart last season, we thought, yeah, Juki can barely run, you know, five, ten minutes and he's, you know, blowing. But I, I, I want him to stay now for another season. I want him to finish his career with us now after that. Um, I know he's not going to play like that week in, week out, but he is just invaluable. Um, but going to the, the rest of the lads, they, they, you know, we looked in control. Um, we, we we sort of always look comfortable. Um, even like Colin said, when Rotherham had their spell, Ruddy wasn't really tested. To be fair, because we were just blocking everything, we were just determined to keep that clean sheet. And it was like um, it was really refreshing. It's like going back to the, the blues of old, really. And I think the major, I think the major uh, influence as well was keeping a fairly basic uh, formation. It's like back to basics, and that's that's the result you get. So yeah, really happy. Really well, That up. is
2: that is Mark a Birmingham City team is back to basics, right? Mm. Back to basics. Play the game how we play the game. Mm. Don't worry about your opposition. You know, I mean, you, you know me in four four two. It
5: wasn't four four two. Once it wasn't four four two. No, it, it was, was. No, sure. I know. I know.
2: But like, 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 <clears throat> it, it
3: was, was simplified.
2: Uh, uh, was it four three two one?
6: Yeah, 4-2-3-1, yeah, so one, one, really. One.
5: Yeah. Um, it's worth a shout-out on a couple of the shout-out box already. T- uh, mm. Jim Tona, long as improved, deserves a mention. Yes. Great right, finish. Absolutely. Yeah. Really yeah. Well, I said half. You was well, right, yeah. at the game. Let's have your take. Um, I think 4-2-3-1
7: um, changed it, really, and I'm glad that you did. He actually, he actually went at them. I mean, they weren't really giving, a, giving anything anyway. Um, I think with having pace as well, I think Kadra's pace was phenomenal. Um, I would sign him up as soon as possible. Yeah. But I think the main thing is is that if you look at the championship team of the week, we've got three of our back four in there. And I think mm. that shows a massive difference as well. I do think Long has improved. He does, he's a very much get-rid-of-it kind of player. So, if if it out, he does kick it out, which can sometimes be a bit frustrating. But I just think, like, I think um, Chang was brilliant as well. Um, at one point, did, we had two 18-year-olds in yeah. the middle. And I think that's got to be a way forward. Hopefully, we can, you know, cement that we're still in the division. I think we need to start bringing in some of the youngsters. Um, But I thought Chong was good as well. I just think that everybody just picked it up and they all knew what they were doing. And I think, you know, Eustace played it right, I think.
2: Chong, for me, was phenomenal, I I, I promise you. And, uh, you know, when he got the ball on the right-hand side, um, you you just knew that he was going to beat that opposition player. And he was time after time after time he was doing it.
7: Yeah, you just mm. and they got the balls into the box, which is what Jukovic is there. Sometimes mm. though, I don't think we have enough players in there. But they were it was ball in the box, ball in the box and that's how we play. If you got Jukovic in there, you've got to have people around him and I yeah, think he yeah. did. I think he played it right this time.
2: Cool, Alan, Um you're at the game, but um I was Yeah, but can I also ask you personally, why do you think why do you think Saturday was so much better? than than the last few weeks? Why was it so
4: much better? That's a very Mm. good question.
2: Uh, I think think your honesty there, old chap. (laughs) uh,
4: I'll tell you what came across. Uh, First of all, the manager got things right. Uh, And I think, as I said last week, I think he didn't get things wrong the week before. That, That just, he just, rather than twist his stock, uh, and in the light of seven days, we've moved four, four points on from those lot down the bottom. Uh, all all the three at the bottom, nil point since we played Wigan. Nil yeah. point. They've all played in the week as well. Still got nothing. Mm. So, uh, but the – what's it up, for, first of all, about, you know, the poor bloke, had his face kicked off.
0: Mm. That, Shady. The, the, the,
4: the kicked his <laughs> had it on. No. Yeah. But two minutes after, I mean, it took a long time to get the poor bloke back on his feet. He looked like a bus had hit him. Yeah. Uh, off he went. And it, within 15 seconds, uh, Harley Dean wins a header on the halfway line, takes out their bloke and Yuki, flattens mm-hmm. the three of them. Bang. And there's six physios running on the pitch. There's a horrible. Hard- I could hear it. it was like skull against skull. It was awful. Go mm. oh, with that game Let's, You know And that That was the, the kids The kids added energy Which we Certainly didn't have Against Wigan um, And they played well they, they affected the game And this is what I've been Sort of looking at These two lads Do they affect the game Yes they work their nuts off Yes they run But on Saturday They both affected the game And that's That's what pleased me
2: More than anything do you think then, Alan, right, that's a great analysis, mate, nice one, uh, but do you think then that um, uh, looking at the Birmingham City brick wall, which is what we demand as supporters, right, we demand that brick wall from every yeah. player, right, do you think these youngsters have picked up on that and said, oh, look, look what have you just done there, mate, I'm on this, I'm having something. Yeah, mm. yeah I, think, I, I, I,
4: I think they've become moulded into the style of of, of, of the play. Mm. Uh <laughs> He, he, I, I still can't quite work out what uh, um, Hannibal's done, not to get a start, but uh, mm. he's he's not moaned and he it comes was on out. The
7: that's why they not uh, Yeah, I, I,
4: I, I get that. I get that. Uh, but he he must he must be soon past that deadline, so, so they they don't start counting up against him. But he he's everybody forgets he's only twenty, and Chang Chang, get the right one. <laughs> Chongi's only 22-23
0: <laughs>
4: we got our two lads Who are 18-19 Then we brought on Uh JJ. You know, Yeah Again 18-19 so, um... That's a big part of a squad To have babies in You know I, know I know I know that The the two ex-menu players are Perhaps a little A level above But that's their legs are still only the same age yeah, and their, yeah. their, their mentality is still the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're growing. They're growing. You could
2: see it.
1: Mm. Totally agree, yeah. Mm.
2: Totally
1: agree.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the game over and done with ladies and gentlemen. And we'll uh, <coughs> talk about the next game shortly. <coughs> Excuse me, joking.
1: Uh, Colin, uh, just before we start, Colin, uh, please don't take this the wrong way, but I swear <laughs> you have a doppel- doppelganger look-alike. As an American serial killer oh. says, um, <laughs> says,
2: <laughs> says, <laughs> says, <laughs> says Lily Pad, not me. <laughs> says Lily Pad, <laughs> definitely Paul because he's a love child. I don't care what you say. I'm still
6: waiting for the Peter Panu one, so no, no, no. A bit disappointed <laughs> not <laughs> that's not arrived right yet. So. Uh, don't, uh, don't, that, that's time. swearing
5: on her that he said. that, that, that one. They'll <laughs> be debating. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, listen. Uh,
2: you know what? We have suffered intolerably as Birmingham City fans. Colin, you're a Birmingham City fan. You're so intolerably, like all of us, mate. Like all of us, like your your son, and perhaps you know, or well, your forefathers before you. I don't know. The levels of communication that come out of our football club have been dire, D-I-R-E in capital letters, right? We had we, It started to get brilliant, and it was it was superb when Davo and Claire were there, right? They were communicating on our level, football fans level. Every single day of the week, we were finding out what was happening, who was doing this, who was doing that. And for me, that was one of the best times of communication from Birmingham City Football Club ever. Full stop, with a big full stop after it. <clears throat> What's gone wrong, you think? I got rid of Colin.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, going back there to, you know, to Davo and Claire, they were excellent. And that was in the time of Gary Monk. And, and I think... When, when results are going well, OK, when the team's doing well and the team has a good bond with the supporters, um, ev- everything's swingly, but when it goes the other way, uh, I think that's when people pick up on maybe the communication isn't what it could be. And also, I would say, obviously, having been in the thick of it as well, there are times when you would maybe advise or say we need to be doing this, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. the people who make those ultimate decisions wouldn't necessarily agree with you. Um, so there would be a frustration from within as well that whereas you would want to be communicating, you'd want to be saying this, saying that, other people might be saying we're not doing that. And I think that is one of the problems that the club has had over the last few years uh, and p- particularly towards the end of my time there, it was, You know, it was a source of frustration as well, Um, because ultimately, what is football without the fans? You know, and if you're not communicating with your fans um, to the satisfaction of of the supporters, then we may as well all give up. But I I take your point, Nick. I mean, and I've been at the sharp end of that, and I I bear some responsibility of that over the the, uh, past few years. Um, and what it, a
2: am say that, Colin. I absolutely respect you, mate. I promise you. No,
6: it's, it's. I'm, um, I'm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite prepared to, you know, to take any criticism I've had. But it, it's going behind the curtain. It, it's not as straightforward as many people believe. And... Match of the day.
2: What a weird! I don't know if anybody else, any of your team watched it, but like, it was just the strangest, most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> I
5: the highlights on your phone. I actually enjoyed just, it.
2: I'm
7: not going
2: to lie. The, the BBC, it. the BBC should have just pulled that programme. Now, Mr Lineker, I hear, has got his job back today. <laughs> well yeah. done. Do
1: you
6: want to answer that Colin um, mm-hmm. question? I, put forward. <laughs> I, I, think, I think in Gary Nicker's case, it, he's because he's a freelancer, it, it was a bit of a grey area, so I think he felt mm-hmm. he could still put what he wanted to do on his own Channels and the BBC, obviously, whether there was pressure from the government, um, brought him to task on that. Um, so it, it's a very odd one, uh, but it, as you said, it was pretty remarkable watching match of the day. It was, it was, it was surreal, wasn't it? It yeah. was yeah. like you said, it, it possibly in hindsight would have been would have been better had had they canned the yeah, program. They should have pulled the program. Yeah, but but I think the curiosity got the better of so many people, and there was. Half a million more viewers, wasn't
7: it? So, yes, yeah. I preferred. You, it's Very
6: you enjoyed it.
7: I, it. I thought did
2: it was so it, much uh, better. What did you enjoy I about not better. hearing the commentary? And what did you enjoy about not hearing a summary after the game?
7: Because, why do I need to know that he should have stood there when you know that he should have stood there? Why do I need to know that if they move there, well, they're there? Not- are,
2: <gasps> there are, there are. In this not country, you aren't as time. football savvy as Claire Giblin, and you're very football savvy, right? <laughs> yeah. right? And because some people need to be told these things, hmm?
7: I get that, but if it's already happened, and like, for example, Mo Salah missed the penalty, I don't need to see it 10 times to know that he didn't score no, just... Like, He's and just... I'm not being funny, but Blues aren't on it, so I just want to see. Do you mean like, half the time I actually watch it on catch up to skip it all? So 20 yeah. minutes. Yes, I See, go it's to I that I do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. I do that, yeah. I the to pay people six million.
4: Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick, be putting aside uh, Mr. Lineker's salary, uh, and he probably gets a, a million or so from BT and, and <laughs> whatever. Uh, and as you quietly say, you know, we do this for the love of it. But we've all got opinions. Now, mm-hmm. Gary Lineker's impartiality, to me, means he doesn't bull up Arsenal or Spurs over somebody else. That's as impartial as I want him to be. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, he can say what the hell he likes. It's a frequent mm-hmm. It's different if you're a political journalist, then your impartiality is about one political side or the other. You know, I used uh, we all used to hate Gary Newbank. Because he used to up bullsh- the villa against us. I oh, still time. do. Right? He still does. <laughs> now, if Gary Dubon was come out to say something political, which I agreed with, then I'd say, well, good on you. And if he said something political that I disagreed with, I'd still, well, you're still a big so and so, so and so, you villa so and so, so and so, wouldn't I? Now, I, if, if you know, you probably read some of my blogs. How many of you read my political, so, so, you know, you think yeah. Gary Lineker's a bit of a one. Well, I'm going to hold my hand up and say, he's a wuss. You're know, some yeah. of the things I tell, I tell Sue, uh, Sue Ella Braverman to do. Yeah, uh, I can't believe you know, that. <laughs> but it's, there's no place for that on this show. But but when I'm not. Without well, no, a doubt. It's, it's not what it's about. It's... I'm making political comments it's to not people. about mm. that. Nobody gives a toss.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I totally
5: agree. Um, we go back to some of the earlier questions and, and doppelgangers and. Uh, Colin, yeah. I don't know whether you've heard a few of these, but first of all, Mark Meredith has said, uh, hi, tats, long time, no see, hope you're doing well. All the best from Texas, from our uh, our American colleague, shall we say. Um, but Paul Hipkiss has said, uh, you're a dead ringer for Greg Wallace. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Jason Hughes has said, you're beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit <laughs> harsh. That's harsh. It's very look harsh. The lighting, look at oh, the dear. lighting. Uh, Pete Taylor has said Harry Hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, no,
5: yeah. the glasses, the
3: glasses aren't right. Yeah, aren't yeah. Right Co- Colin, Colin, have you heard all these before?
6: Uh, the Harry Hill one's an interesting one, but Greg yeah. Wallace, yeah, I've heard that one. That's that's um, yeah, that, that's that's a good one, a new one. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, and the questions have started coming in on the shape box as well. So I oh, um, have, yes, I was Colin. Toughest manager that manager. you've ever had to deal with at the club?
6: Um, oh, great question. One, be honest. <laughs> um, just trying to think, there's been there's been obviously a fair few. Um, in, in fairness, that I, I wouldn't say anyone's been particularly awkward. Uh, I think they've all been actually very good. Um, I've been banned by Trevor Francis and Steve Bruce, but I would say I get on well with both. Um, Steve Cottrell is is an acquired taste, very yeah. intense.
7: So was his managerial style as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
6: yeah. I wouldn't say there was anybody that um, either I didn't get on with or found difficult to deal with. I think I always took the view that everybody's uh, different. We, we, we have jobs to do, whether I was a journalist or working for the club. Um, and everyone's different. Um, and one guy I always, I've always got a lot of time for is Lee Clark. Lee, and I think if he had his time over again, yeah. it just makes sense. He almost tried too hard. He, and you did, Colin, sorry, and I'm,
2: you, I'm really going to interrupt you. Did you see the Lee Clark interview all Yeah,
6: here? yeah.
2: My God, really, really my God, doors. that man had yeah. got so much passion for that football club. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with what you said. If he had his time over again, different story yeah Uh,
1: before that question was before you answered that question actually um colin a lot of people were saying the same thing cuttrell surely surely it's still cuttrell 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 so uh, so there you go
6: Steve Steve was fine with me the relationship as a head of media and a manager is obviously different than it would be if you were a journalist and 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 you were dealing with the club and and that's the manager um but yeah he, he was he was very intense but i I can't really say a a bad word about him because I I just speak as a fine and he he was fine with me. Maybe other people will have a different view. Um, But again, over recent times, I mean, you look how many managers we've had in such a short space of time, whereas previously um, Trevor Francis, Steve Bruce, they Uh, got good goes at it, which is something I'd love uh, in the future that we can get back to give a manager backing and time to actually put something into place rather than fire, fire, here we go, um, rinse and repeat. That's something which has to change.
2: Absolutely. Right. What about, what about, is a proper good question for you. Now, I, I think this guy, uh, and he's worked at the top level in football, right? is Zola, right? Who was Birmingham City's manager and was told to play football that Birmingham City do not do. We don't do tippy-tappy. We're 4 4 one clear the weekend. And I know it worked right, but that's our style. Our style is the brick wall, right? You ain't going to run through me, mate. And then he was told to change it to a ridiculous... Con- do you think, mm, had we not had those owners giving those directions, that we would have been a lot better off having that, that guy as a, as a football manager?
6: Really interesting question that, Nick. And it's a really interesting period for the club. That was at the time a lot of a lot of people won't know that um, certain that the board changed and the directive from a certain person who was in the background then
2: Do you not name that certain person I
6: can't no you'll okay. so know who I'm on about um, but that directive came through that this is how we want I want the club to be name manager comes in Gary Rowett goes and what I will say about Gianfranco Zola from In all my dealings in football with people I've had, whether as a journalist, um, working for a club or as a fan, uh, I've never known such a a nicer guy uh, of that level, you know, world-class ability. (laughs) And again, he probably tried to do things too fast too soon. And I know he regrets maybe uh, it didn't work with his backroom staff. There was tensions there in between them.
2: Was that his edict to do that, though?
6: Sorry, is edict to was that his
2: of... to do that to change the style. Yes, was that's he told that... change the style yes. of football. That's now, why they?
6: That's why what the board and and the owner, shall we say, brought him in because they wanted a different style of football to the the what Gary Rout was producing. Um, and it, it went too quickly, you know, too soon. Uh, a load of players came in. You still had a lot of Gary Routs players there, and as as we saw recently with you know when Harry Redknapp, and there was a lot of players coming in and big turnover of players. It doesn't work. And I know, I think he would have uh, had brought in a different backroom staff. Um, and, but for bits here and there, you know, the first game was it Michael Bell missed from six yards. Uh-huh. You can see very last minute sliding doors. If things go differently, because there's some good spells that we did play some excellent football. I think 20 minutes, 40 minutes against Leeds. I think it was, it was, Fantastic football, but you it can't go on to the other, can you, quickly? Um, and the other thing, just quickly, what i say about Gianfranco, um, he, he so much wanted it to work, very much like Lee Clark. And when when it became clear that the club, um, I was called to the boardroom to say, look, prepare a statement. You know, Gianfranco, um, we're releasing him, sacking him tonight. And I went back down to the dressing room. And he was in a side... Quick question, wall.
2: sorry. Did, did Franco know that at that time, or were you told first?
6: Um, I, I think after... I can't remember what game it was, but I think he knew the writing was on the wall. So, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so anyway, I, I went up and, and was told to prepare something, and then I think he was either called. Um, and so I went, I went back down to the dressing room, and he was in a, the coach's anteroom dressing room, and he just wanted um, 10 minutes on his own. And he was just completely and utterly broken. Um, and I'm not saying I felt sorry for him, but you, you had to have some empathy with, with the guy. And when he came out, it, um, we'd announced that he had gone. And I said, look, the media, I wanted to speak to you. Do you want to do that? You know, etc., etc." et, cetera, et cetera. I'm sure they'll understand. He said, no, I want to go to speak to everybody. And he went out for about half an hour. Uh, and this is a guy who's just lost his job and still spoke. Um, with real class and dignity, uh, and you know how things didn't work out, and he he understood he was always in a difficult situation replacing Gary, like it was. It was very controversial, as we know, um, and, and it all stuck with me. That you know, a guy who's seen it and done it and played at the mm-hmm. highest level, he, he was absolutely distraught that it didn't work out for Birmingham, and on a on a human level, you know, I I really felt for him. And sometimes wow. as fans, we we get frustrated with player A, B, or C, you know, he's terrible, he's not doing this, the manager hasn't got a clue, this, that, the other. But sometimes we also forget they're like us as well. They they feel it inside and, and almost they're human. Yeah, yeah. And 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 obviously because they have the weight of everything on their shoulders, the selection, all the supporters, everything. Um but yeah I'll, I'll never forget that 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 night that um he was dismissed and, and the way he handled it.
2: And there's a man, Colin, who wasn't good enough for Birmingham City they're working for Chelsea. Yeah, it's does that not sum it up?
6: Look, look. Again, again I think well, he was probably well, they announced in the wrong, wrong place wrong time.
2: And and, and I'm sure Claire Alan, Mark Chris Cray, Birmingham City have just announced Gianfranco Zola as a manager. <laughs> yeah. Like we're doing headstands. Yeah.
3: It was yeah. it was bizarre, wasn't it at the time because I mean like say yeah. we'd won we'd won the night before and we were just looking at the playoffs all of a sudden and then next morning couldn't believe it when uh you know, you saw that Rabi had been sacked, and Zola was coming in. He's asked, What's going on here? You know, shock. Yeah. I think it was more shock. I don't. Think, I don't
7: generally think anybody was happy that he came in, not with what he had done previously, because but, he eh, but, previously. it was a name. It was a name. But, it was a name, and that's the name, problem. Yeah, the if it's else. a name. Right. You know, right. like you know, like for example, Boyer. He obviously he wasn't a name, but he's an ex-player. You got Redknapp as a name, things like that. So obviously they went for names instead of going for mm. who was who committed who properly.
2: But uh, uh, I always say.
4: I always remember his first game as manager. We played Brighton. Mm. Brighton's manager was our ex-manager, um, Chris. <laughs> just tell me your surname quickly. Um, Hewton. Yeah. Hewton. Hewton. And we made a substitution. We were winning him, and we made a substitution which nobody at the time could understand. Uh, and uh, we got beat 2-1. And it was in the right back area. We were trying to stop somebody. And I think it was, he will come to me in a minute. But anyway, it didn't work. And I was thinking, what chance have we got when we've got a manager, to be fair, has only been in the, through the door 12 hours, right? He doesn't know any of our players. But the opposition manager knows them all. And he picked out that the weak spot in our side, made a substitution, won the game. Now, that to me was, it, I, I, you know, I always say to people, whether you're Jonathan Lecco or Gianfranco Zola, these people don't select themselves, right? Somebody says, you're good enough, you're in the side. Now, that may turn out to be true or not. You can't blame the person necessarily mm. for having a go. Mm. And it's, you know, the book stops somewhere. And and as as we've discussed endlessly, our problem is we don't know where the book stops because we don't know where it's going. And but in those days, in those days, we did. We did. And nobody in the end, all the rubbish got thrown at Franco's Gianfranco Zola. Not the person who suddenly turns turns a Gary Rabbit side, in, and we've got we've got five Italian coaches who all want to play your beautiful game, right? Uh, and we 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 got blokes in and like, oh, oh like we've got now who want to f- get t- get stuck in, throw their heads at balls, blah blah
2: blah. Oh. Balls. Yeah. Actually, right. Colin, Colin. 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 Right. Uh, we as Birmingham City have been probably through. The worst period since the Kumars, just recently. Just recently. And I remember driving it into the car park <laughs> behind the old asbestos cop and you know, breaking a coil spring on every hole that was in the tarmac there to go and park your car for a pound. Uh. Now, what is it you can tell us and this is only what you can tell us, yeah? About not oh, look mate, half the grounds. Huh? The training grounds burnt down. Huh? We've got street food. What can you tell us? About? Yeah! Where are you in Birmingham City? We love street food. Straight food, hey. foot, foot. Straight, oh, food straight food. shove it, shove it. Give me a burger. You're
5: going to get your kitten. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling bingo already, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I got through. <laughs>
2: uh, What's uh, our street uh, food? Colin, Car- what can you tell us, as supporters, because you have more knowledge than we do, about the hierarchy of Birmingham City Football Club?
6: What do you want to know?
2: Who owns us?
6: Let's, let's see what happens with the EFL, and if there is uh, a further charge um, on the horizon.
2: Why should that make a difference between what we don't know and what somebody else might know? Um, I, I think. I don't want to no, put you in a bad position. No, no,
6: no, no. Con, no. I, think please, mo- I think most of us please, know. Please, who...
2: please, please, don't put yourself in a bad position by answering a question that is too sensitive. Don't.
6: No, Just no, it's OK. I think most of us know who, who the ultimate um, string puller is, shall we say. Um, and that's something that the EFL have been trying to get to the bottom of as well. Um, and I think uh, it's, it, it is the beginning of the end, I think, uh, although it still might take a while. Uh, I, I can't see how the, the, the current scenario can continue um, very much longer, in all honesty. Uh, because it's got to a breaking point. And I think obviously the noise is that, you know, that we know of them from the Far East and Hong Kong and and Cambodia, that certain people know that their time is up in in many respects. So now it's just a question of a uh, a consortium or a group or whoever, how they can get a deal done and structured, which is, this this is the immediate thorny issue. So I'm going to go back to some of the questions on the
5: shape box. Um yeah, There's loads of loads. It is. Mark Meredith oh. asks a really good question, and it's uh, actually in line with uh, changes at the, uh, the Birmingham Mail as well. Um, so first of all, um, congratulations, Brian, on the new role. Hope you go on to do uh, to do well. And uh, welcome, uh, I think it's Alex, to the uh, the fold of writing for, for Birmingham. But Mark's question is, um, Tats, you're as we all know, a massive blue nose. Uh You wrote for the mail, you wrote for the club, and you always had a fan's point. Just like his cousin, Matt, and in brackets he has put with Villa, and also with the new blues writer Alex admitting today that he didn't follow the blues, does it make a difference to the way, as a journalist, you can kind of Write your articles and be a fan of the club at the same
6: time. It's, it's a really good question, and it's uh. one that is always asked uh, in throughout the years in journalism, isn't it? Um, I think, personally, it helps if you are a fan of the club that you're covering, uh, as long as you don't get too myopic and you, you actually, you know, you forget the journalistic principles and what you're there to do because I think you need to have that passion, that understanding of the club, the community, the support. Um, But it's not to say that, um, you know, a fan of a club can't report on that club, um, Mm. if that makes sense. It's it's a really interesting subject, isn't it? Um, I suppose it's like footballers that, you know, if you're an Aston Villa fan and you play for Birmingham City, what's the difference, Uh, you know? You're still there to do a job, aren't you? Couldn't
2: do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs>
6: yeah, mm. you're still there to do a job. I, I think it, it does help, you know, if if you have that affinity, or you've been, say, brought up watching the club, or you're aware of the, um, um, the, the, the sort of community and the passions and the and the support and, and what that fan base is like. I think that does help, but it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be. You you have to support that club to cover it. I don't think.
7: Colin, because yeah. with everything you've just said, I know obviously you kind of knew what was happening, you know, with like Dong and everything. Was it really hard not to kind of say anything or do anything? Because obviously lots of things are coming out from ex players like Stockdale and things mm. like that, and you knew what was going on behind the scenes. As a massive Birmingham City fan, what was it like to have to kind of not say anything
3: or Or
6: or
7: not to yeah because yeah yeah again so difficult to not say anything knowing that it was happening
6: yeah a really good question and and the way i'd answer that i i would say it was um it, it was very very fraught very uh testing very frustrating and and the last i'd say 18 months to two years that i was at blues um, the, the the mental and physical stresses that you were under because you were there, you knew what was going on and maybe the wider public didn't and you were frustrated because if you were on the other side of the fence, um, obviously you'd be pretty outraged. It was very difficult to, to marry up the two for working for the club and wanting to do what's right for everyone. It, it's pretty impossible, to be honest. Um, so it was a very difficult, very stressful time and people will turn around and go oh yeah, but you worked for the club, you did this, you did that, you took the money yeah, but again, as Nick just said there and I always tried to do what was best um, for the club and as a whole, even if some of the things you wouldn't agree with and you would stand up you would say certain things whether that got um, acted upon or the advice or whatever um, was done that's another story altogether Um, but yeah it was a very testing time as an individual and when um, I eventually uh, I did leave um, I I must admit I didn't realise how mentally drained I was um, for weeks on end I mean I was absolutely devastated to obviously leave the club with my connections and how long
2: was it your choice
6: uh, I'll come to that in a minute um okay. but i was i was mentally physically drained i didn't realize how much of a a toll it was taking and that's everything And i'm not looking for sympathy or anything but that's just what it can be like when you're on the inside of a football club knowing a lot more um you know uh, than 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 most people do'm not sure if that's answered answered the question very well but um most? yeah it it was a it was a it became quite crazy towards the end, let's put it that way. And actually, Colin,
2: that's very difficult for question. everybody there. Colin, that's answered the question. Uh, yeah, well. Co-
6: Collin, uh, Collin, uh, you, you have
4: answered that very well. And, and I'm just thinking to so myself, I'm, I'm looking at your face, uh, and it obviously brings back that stress. Imagine, imagine if you were Gianfranco
1: Zola.
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Colin, someone, someone's asked, and um, what was the first game you ever reported
6: on? properly, was um, West Ham United versus Coventry City. And I um, did a runner for the Sports Argus. I was only a young kid. The pink! Uh, Yeah. Um, I think Coventry actually won. It must have been in 86, I think. And then I started to cover Wolves and then obviously moved on to Birmingham City. Um, Yeah, so a long time ago. They were just phasing out typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is <laughs> this is a good question. This is a good question
1: as well. It's from Adam Wilkes. He says, um, uh, "Did <laughs> Colin ever want wow. to slip the truth out for a third party so the rumours would stop?"
6: Um, I'd like to think I was professional and didn't talk out of turn or didn't betray any trusts and or secrets for. Um, the club that I was working for, which was Birmingham City.
1: Yeah, but did you ever think like I need this? I need this rumor to stop. I, I've got to get, got to get it. I've got to get the truth out somehow. Did oh, you ever if,
6: think if there was that, if there was rumors that were wrong? Obviously, as part of your job as a head of media and comms, you would speak to journalists and stuff and and yeah. brief them. But um, not on the flip, not on the other side about getting information out there to sort of like, you know, that would damage the club. Oh, I'd never do that. I've never done that. But on the flip side, if it's like, you know, um, rumours that are going around which were completely wrong, you would actually be at, at, uh, proactive to tell people, look, that, that isn't the case. This is what the case is. You'd, you'd definitely mm-hmm. do that, obviously. You know, yeah. like, you know, fish ponds and people and stuff like that, you know, just, just silly little things. Yeah.
3: Colin, can I just... Sorry, sorry, Chris. Can I just ask Colin... Oh. Did, did any of the players sort of see you as a link, you know, look for assurances from you? Did they ever sort of seek you up for like a quiet word and say, come on, touch. you know, what's going on? Did, did it, you get any of that from the playing staff?
6: Yeah, I, I think because, because I was a little bit longer in the tooth and I, I'm, you know, I'm not a 20-year-old kid, going into the position I went into, I think, yeah, a, a lot of the players, they would ask what's happening because obviously you'd be dealing with uh, people at board level, management level, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the, the players would, and obviously the period I was there for head of media at comms it's been pretty torrid as we know, hasn't it? So uh-huh. you would get a bit of that, and I, I would try also to sort of help players if I could, um, and even managers, and, and try and give advice with with managers on not just you know on, on t- in terms of media and and how uh, supporters might be feeling, but but also um, how to maybe uh, deal and approach um, the owners, how to how to best do that, to, you know, for your own advantage. So there was, a lot, there was a lot of things like that uh, aside from what the obvious parts of the job were, Mark, really. Um, yeah. But I think that's come with uh, the experience that I had and obviously the, the, you know, being a bit longer in the tooth, like I said, as if I was a... 20-year-old lad, you know, going into sort of um, be, be heading up the media and look after the manager and players. Um, mm. One of the other questions that's
5: actually come in, I think links nicely to that, Colin, and that's that you're obviously writing about your club for the mail. Then you got that opportunity to come to Birmingham to do the job, as you did, uh, as as that mm. head of communications. How The question is, how did it feel to actually... Not jump ship from from journalism into what you were doing, but actually to to go into an area of the club you loved and having that opportunity to actually do things for the club instead of writing about more time.
6: It it was um it was a big a big decision to make because obviously I'd been at the mail for so long, and you know from going from one side of the fence to the other, um, but at that time in my life and the way it was going at the mail. Um, I needed to do it, um, but then going into seeing how a club operates—not necessarily just Birmingham, but obviously the dealings I've had with um, my counterparts at other clubs—the um, football world and industry is a balmy, balmy place. It's like yeah. no other uh, business community. Things are done which you wouldn't believe, and I must admit, when I went there, I found it an eye opener initially about. The way things were done and and how decisions <laughs> decisions were made, rather than reporting on stuff and maybe not you know scratching the surface as much. It was it was very much an eye opener. But on the other side of that, I, I felt my experience that I'd had doing the job I'd had did help the club uh, in many respects. And, and of course, the way that the media has even in the, in the last ten years has has changed. I think it was it's, it's a big part for every club now.
5: Colin, one of the other questions—it's actually come up multiple times now—is that's a good one. This. The in regards to your favourite game to have ever covered, is it fair to say mm. it was the Carlin Cup final?
6: I, I mean, it, that has to be uh, that—that's mm-hmm. almost I can die happy. I'm sure a lot of Blues fans felt the <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, we, yeah. we win, totally agree. Yeah, and I keep saying <laughs> this: we we <laughs> win a major trophy. Uh, once every forty-eight years, so it means that much more to us. Mm. Um, and that was just, uh, yeah, um, the second half against West Ham in the semi-final, Uh-oh. unbelievable. But uh, and I always have a little bit of a bugbear about this. That and I get it. And I was there as well. And the emotional uh, at Bolton when we stayed up, mm. but that was we celebrating staying up. Avoiding relegation. We should be competing to, for trophies in finals. We won one. Not a lot of teams can actually do that. And it meant that much more because it, 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 was, it, it wasn't normal. We haven't turned into a Manchester City. Wouldn't it be great if we were celebrating being competitive, getting into playoff finals, getting into other finals, staying in the Premier League? Um, but I do get it—the emotion of that day at Bolton, as we all know, mm. was—and I think the, the repercussions had we gone down would have been, it would have been Armageddon. To be honest. Question. Question,
2: question. Question. Question.
6: Did you speak
2: to David Alary after the uh, Liverpool? fight?
6: Uh, I tried to, I uh, tried to, um, but um, can't remember. Do you agree?
2: Was, do you agree that it was the biggest step in football ever?
6: I mean, the, 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 the non-penalty was mm.
2: the AJ one, yeah.
3: Crazy. Yeah, and I think,
6: I, think it was, I think it was Michael Johnson, I think, said, it, whether he spoke to David Ellery or might have been Stefan Oncho, that um, he admitted, yeah, it was a foul all day long. And, mm-hmm. and you know, after that, that game, I always remember this. We talk about how managers feel it. I know people have got their views on Trevor, Trevor Francis. Um, I remember uh, after we'd done all the interviews and everything, and all the celebrations had, had died down. Going past uh, the Blues coach, it was waiting to leave. There was nobody on it. It was only Trevor on the front seat, and he had a thousand yards there. He was bumped, gone. He would have loved to have delivered a trophy for us. And I don't think he's ever, I, I don't think he'll ever get over that. What happened with that penalty incident, as you mentioned. And again, I, I would have loved for you know, our greatest player to have hmm. actually led us to a trophy. And wouldn't it have it been, been so lovely,
2: Colin, it? for that man to not just mm. be able to sit in the Blues Club shop with half the books that he'd want? Oh, what, a, what a ridiculous scenario. Craig,
5: but, uh, Craig Colin, please. yeah, just on that, that point, oh. you were talking, obviously, very passionately around Bolton. And earlier on, you mentioned um, around Lee Clark and, you know, the, the managerial side of things. Um just thought I'd let you know that we've actually, I've actually had a text message from Lee whilst we have been talking. Yeah. And his immediate reply was, thank you for all of the kind words. Tats was an absolute top guy, and you got three thumbs up from him. So oh, really? uh, Lee was brilliant on the show, as you, you, know, yeah. you heard. And he has stayed in touch. And, and I know at some point we will get him back down to St Andrews to... The uh, one
2: thing for me, Craig, the game about was, Clark was when he jumped, well, just before he jumped and he went, it's for you. It's for yeah. you. And that was for you. Boom.
6: And, and remember when I he kicked was... the advertising holdings against Birmingham as well. Yeah. yeah. just That, that yeah. was Lee, wasn't it? It was, you know... Yeah. Most different.
5: And one of the other questions, and it, I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, taps, but your time at the club... um, Came to an end in a bit of a strange way. Uh, and, and people are saying they can pretty much understand and are guessing the name of, of some of the people, shall we say, that were not as helpful uh, as maybe they, they could have been. But they've
6: said, if you had the opportunity, would you ever go back? What, and do what I've done or in the future? Yeah. Um, you'd never say never, would you? Um, no. No. I've, I've, it, it's, it's my club, it's our club. You know, of course, I'd love to go back, but I can't see that happening. In all honesty, um, so I just have to sort of move on and and see what else is out there. Um, but yeah, if 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 the circumstances were right, I, I'd love to. You're listening to the & Talk
1: Show live every Monday 6:30pm on Facebook and YouTube, and available
6: as a podcast from Tuesday 12pm. One of the biggest privileges of my life was to cover this club. For a paper like the Birmingham Mail Sports Argus, it's a massive responsibility. Uh, never, I never took it for granted. And then another privilege is to actually work for that club, and I always felt honoured and a sense of responsibility for what I was what I was doing. And people might say that's oh, a bit, you know, romanticised, but I, I take I exactly take your point. It, it's it, it's something that we'll, can never be taken away from me. And It's a moment in time, and starting yeah. on that Carling Cup win. I I was again very, very emotional because that was a part of history, and I was reporting history of our club. Uh And uh when I'm long gone, that will still be there. So I've never taken anything Mm -hmm. for granted, and you know, and I've probably been, you know, I've been very passionate, and that's probably why it hit me hard when I did leave because that's all I've known my working life. What are
1: you? What are you? What are you doing now, Tuts? Are
6: you, are you are you still 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 journalism? Missed? I, I I am uh, seeking employment. Shall we say? Right. Yeah,
7: okay. Would you go on the I radio? Tell you
6: what? A- anything? Anything? Yeah. yeah. Just, 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 yeah. just to ca- to anything. carry on what Claire was saying. Uh, w- would you yeah. go into radio or people
7: have asked like BBC WM or even like Blues mm. TV or something like that? Considering yeah, it, your it's, background,
6: it's whether it's yeah, it's whether there's openings really. Um, that that's the difference. Uh, the difference so competitive and at the moment there's no real openings <laughs> so I'm just trying to look at various other things so but 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 that's life you know things happen but other people get made redundant and you know I'm not um I'm, I'm I'm not sort of getting the violin strings out or anything there's a lot of people worse off than I am so but I'm just trying to you know crack on and, and I'll uh, hopefully I'll be back in some sort of capacity doing what I love which is involved um in football, whether that's working in it, uh, watching it, scouting it, writing um, about it—I don't know. And no. if
1: the call, if the call came from the other side of the uh, city, would, would you? Brody, Brody. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. Brody, nasty
2: man.
6: Yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I could. I couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. No. I'd find it very <laughs> difficult. I Hang remember when when Colin, when, Colin
2: yeah. five million. Could
6: you do it? No. Nah. No. What's money? I, I, just, I just, I just find it very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Quick story. When, when we uh, played Villa for the for the first time in a long time over at their place, obviously as club representatives, club media, you, you've got your, you know, your nice jacket with the with the crest on, mm. and and I said to to the, the guys in the media team, right, everybody is wearing their blues gear to this game, and do you know what? I was the only one that did. The rest of them bad bottled bad. it, wearing all, all the normal jackets because they thought, oh, it's going to be. And where you go to the press box, you're going through Villa fans as well, and they, they just left me on my Jack Jones. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, well, they've the become a superhero.
2: Awesome. A superhero. Now,
1: <laughs> now, now we are we are actually uh, yeah. running out of time, Tats. So um, we did ask you to prepare your one to eleven. 11. Hey, um, Crikey, we've
2: already got three
1: minutes.
5: So let's have a laugh and. Uh, <laughs> And also, Colin, uh, uh, once you've you've finished that, I think you've still got a really close link into the club. Um, Your son obviously playing for for Birmingham, and I mean, you get to know, like, you've reported on them, you've written about them, you've worked for them. Now you've got family involved. How how does it feel to almost be a parent on that side of things looking in at the moment as well?
6: It's very strange. Um, Obviously... He's been there eight years all through the academy system. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's very odd. And obviously, he was going through a time where they would, whether he'd get a scholarship or not at the time that I was leaving, shall we say. So it's very difficult. And in fairness to him, um, he's shown great resilience and fortitude mm-hmm. to get to where he has done. And, you know, I, I, I'm very proud of him, obviously, as a parent. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. And I know how much it means to him to play for this club, um, and nothing would give him more pleasure to actually, you know, to to go on and, um, you know, get on the on the pitch in front of all the supporters. Um, mm. Whether that happens, that's another story. But um, and I've always tried to keep it a little bit low key because I've been in an odd. Situation where you like your, your dad's works for uh, the club and uh, you're there at the academy. Um, but it's it's the situation I found myself in the last couple of years has been um positive in a way because I can go and watch him every Saturday as well. What, what position is he? Uh, Centre
0: center, center,
6: center forward, oh, oh we forward, need yeah.
7: one of them. Great,
6: yeah. yeah. On, yeah. Do you want me, me to go through it? Go on, yeah. Go.
1: yeah, go on then.
6: Right, um, Mike Taylor in goal. Yay! Yeah, I think At the time in the Premier League, he was outstanding uh, for us and, and the best British goalkeeper, non-foreign goalkeeper for one season alone. And I think he's been a great servant. And I've mm. gone with a back four, Stephen Carr, Joe Gallagher, Michael Johnson, Malcolm Page. I've gone there with a lot of longevity with some of the names, three of the names, and Stephen Carr... Uh, absolutely outstanding captain, outstanding player, Mm. considering he was retired and just doing bits in the gym. And uh, and then came to us and captained us, played 100-odd games. Unbelievable. Uh, And then I'm I'm having two midfielders, two holders, Gary Pendry, because Gary can play anywhere. Oh, my God, what a player. And I wouldn't want to face Gary as a holding midfielder on the opposition. Uh, Next to him, I've gone... I was looking at Ferguson... Barry Ferguson, Robbie Savage have gone with Brian Hughes. Yeah, brilliant. Um, fantastic talent. And then a sort of three of Trevor Francis, Christophe DeGarry, Stan Lazaridis. I've gone for those three behind Big Bob Blatch. Absolutely. Um, super. And it's interesting saying there's only one player who started, you know, in the yeah. Carling Cup final win. And I think that yeah. tells you a lot about how, yeah, and how good a team that we were. Maybe weren't outstanding individuals, but what a team that was that won that trophy.
2: Yeah. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're into to last 15 minutes. And um, as you can see, Mrs. Brown, there he is, uh, with his headphones on. He goes rather a rather large zit on the top of his head. <laughs> it's not a zit. Uh, it's not where he thing. broke his unicorn horn uh, off over the weekend. Uh, have a look at it. Have a look what? at it. Right, Chris. Yeah. Zoom in. And there it is. Oh. In reality, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's
0: horrible.
2: What he did know. in a drunken state, he was in as always. He walked into the corner, he, like that, into the corner of a shop. So, the last 15 minutes, anything to do with football and a corner shop. Hmm. Last 15 minutes. <laughs> in his head. <laughs> <laughs> a corner shop. <laughs> <The> corner shop.
1: <laughs> last fifteen Last a minutes. Cor- so, a football and a corner shop. For fifth, uh, shop a corner shop or any shop?
2: What's what? inside a corner shop, Is corner shop, whatever.
1: Oh, so it's anything inside a shop, basically. All right, that's Jerry.
2: What
5: about Jerry Till? <laughs> <laughs> he's still not funny.
2: Jerry Till. None of us are laughing, mate. Yeah, you're going to get a prank. Oh, Claire laugh. I did laugh, wind. but oh, I thought that yeah, was
7: a yeah, good laugh. Claire laugh. problem yeah.
2: Oh, stop it.
1: Yeah. Claire okay, did so laugh. we got some... Um, she hard. had
2: wind again.
1: Uh, Harley beans.
2: <laughs>
1: Peter Till, yeah we got um, Otter of chocolate.
2: Um, oh, We've got uh, fags and
1: fags and blues. Fags and blues fags and booze. Dili had a pence mix up David
7: celery. Thank celery. Divided celery, not
1: elevating
7: yeah.
1: Oh the ref, yeah. This this actually should be quite easy. Uh spam Lazaridis, Eric tin caratana <laughs> uh Dely had a bag of sweets.
2: <laughs>
1: who did it who did it uh, that was a lily pa- <laughs> Stephen, lily pa- Car- sorry oh, i not
2: going a- to be trickled yet so you're not the
1: winner <laughs> uh, I think this is uh, Stephen <laughs> a Stephen Carparts magazine
2: oh good one
5: uh, I'll have uh, uh... Nigel Ria Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> <And> then hey, me Craig please oh I'll put that one's
6: my
5: days are <laughs> walkers
6: oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, ready Brett Shrey. Go yeah, ready
3: for a yeah. Not bad, not bad. Could be better. Oh,
5: Liv. <laughs> Liv, my well, I've come up with the winner here, and this is very clever with Troy the Beanie. I'm going to get the
2: look. Sherry, at the it. Sherry. I, right.
1: I, actually, I actually don't get this one, but I feel as I should. It's Nurse Gladys, Gary Emanuel. Yeah, yeah, well done. that? Well well, nurse Gladys
4: Emanuel, and It was Gary Emanuel played for us. Who's
1: yeah. Nurse Gladys? Yeah, but she. what she got to do What's his nurse? Oh, it's, shopkeeper. Oh, no yes, hours. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, working it, very big, hard, big so, hard that one,
6: though, isn't it? I'm I'm it. working very stack, hard, can hard
1: you? So we got West Spam, Nick Coke, Chris Musampa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. West Spam. Wasn't that funny? Pepsi Max Colling. Here's a good one. That's a Dwight Yorkie.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm kind um, of liking the Ricky Otto crossbone.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say Nicky, but a plug.
2: Uh, meal
1: deal, eat had a bowler. Mm-hmm.
2: That's clever. Mm-hmm. Lemonade, yeah.
1: bowler, salt, and linneker.
2: Pat Rice. Dirty
1: Mags. Dirty Mags, dirty magsoma. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's <a> good one.
1: I'll leave a beer off. Bye
7: for Foster's.
3: What about what about oil queen? What about that? Oil queen. Oil. Oil queen.
2: Okay. Isle. Oh, Isle oh right. okay. Well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Ricky
1: Great Otto Crossbone. <laughs> Open all Tony Towers.
2: Tony Magazine, Towers. Magazine no, Magona. player comment, wasn't it? Tony Towers. What a player.
7: John Stonebite Pizza.
0: <laughs>
2: Look yeah, I'll have
0: like,
1: some of right, there. weed I'm going. I'll Barry get right, some of the weed there. <laughs> uh, Barry Porn. Oh, uh, Mark Fish. Bert Murray Mint. What about
3: Brian Liddle? Brian Liddle, Brian yes. <laughs> Brian Lidl,
0: <yeah. laughs>
3: uh,
1: chicken Dye Sauce.
3: Um, oh, stop it!
1: <clears throat> <laughs> Pickering Onions. Uh, Barry Fry's Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. 20 Paul Lambert and Butler.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These are terrible.
1: That's, they are, aren't they?
5: <laughs> oh, Carrier Baggio. Carrier Baggio. Carrier Baggio.
7: Did you have Nacho? He's a footballer, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Played play for
1: Rangers, Nacho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still not very good, but. Uh, Paul he, was a Chris,
4: he was a crisp, <laughs> he had a crisp shot on him.
7: the <laughs> <laughs> like oh you know?
4: uh, Thanks for that, Claire, I'd have been silent for the rest of the night without it's that. <laughs> uh, I'll laugh at yours, but nothing
1: really left
7: at mine, it's
1: fine. Uh, Colin Taters. Pat Rice. D Aldi. Michael Tim,
5: Morrison, Sun Park Drive. Michael <laughs> <going to stop. laughs> that's a good one.
2: The top is the supermarket. immediate, though. immediately. <laughs> Matt Cashback.
1: John <laughs> 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 uh, Joe <Joingo>, Top Shelfy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's brilliant. I'm loving it.
1: Clever, clever. <laughs> I don't know where they. I don't know how they come up with it. I really don't.
5: Really Tate <laughs> uh, and Lyle Taylors. Yeah, <laughs> very clever, very
1: clever. Uh, We've got uh, we've got four five minutes left. Uh, I think we need to get on, move on to the game as well. Hold uh, um, uh, on, i oh, Hang on,
6: hang on, hang on. Let's all be quiet. Colin's got it's one. This is really on. worth waiting for. Let's home. get the
2: popcorn out. No, Colin Uh mm-hmm.
6: Buy one get one. Kerim Fry. And, uh, Very good, yeah. No,
2: it weren't worth the wait. It? That was it?
6: That's terrible, isn't it? Sorry,
2: <laughs> I'll go for Barry Fries, Turkey delight. Like. Yeah, done that one. Oh, have we? Oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Check and the counter.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dealy had oh. a bowl
5: of curry sauce.
2: <laughs> oh. That's a uh, restaurant. That's not a shop, is it? Come uh, on.
1: Frank Scratch Card. Um, uh, Scott Minto. Karen Gravey. am <laughs> <I'm>
5: Gravey.
1: <laughs> Craig, match tomorrow. Watford. Aye.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, fancy uh, us to take a draw down there. Um, right, I think it'll be a hard four. 1-1. One, <laughs> one.
2: That one. I'm going to go 0-1. Well, 1-0 to Watford. asking I'm going.
5: You. I'm going. I'm going.
2: Oh, I can't make it.
5: QPR, the real hey, shame. Bro,
3: stop!
4: You ready? Or scales. <laughs> no, he's
5: not. And, and the weekend for QPR. Um, I actually fancy the result there. So I think we'll we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll beat them two one. I can yeah. see them scoring, but I think we'll beat them two one. Yeah. I think,
3: oh, yeah. I, think oh, yeah. I think um I think we'll get a draw tomorrow. I think we'll scrape a draw. And I think mm-hmm. same as you, Craig. I think one one tomorrow, two on Saturday.
6: Colin, what do you think? I think Watford. Um, Chris Wilder's first home game, isn't it? But it, it just sounds very strange down there at the moment. A uh, bit of a mishmash. Managers come in and go, going players here, there, everywhere. I, I don't know. It, it, it's set up. We could get something. I'd, mm. I think a draw. I'd, I'd take a draw. And QPR, you just don't know. Okay, they beat Watford, didn't they? But they've been on a terrible run. It's, it's the sort of game we could win. Yeah, I, If yeah. we could get four points from these two games, brilliant going into the break. Brilliant. Mm. Certainly agree agree. Alan, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I'll take four points from the two. Uh, I'm not quite sure which way round we get them, but I think we're going to get a win out of one or the other. Uh, The good thing was that QPR beat Watford last Saturday, so Mm. we've got a QPR and they will not be on their first win under the new manager. That's that's a good omen. Not that I actually believe in omen. Uh, I... I, (laughs) I can't argue which way round because I think they could win them both. Equally, they could draw them both. But I don't think we're going to get beat twice, pretty that way. Can
3: I, can I just say, can I say as well, I, I think, I dare I say, I think we're safe. Yeah, I think so.
7: Yeah, I do. I think I we'll do. get a draw. I think, yeah. I, I'll be really happy with a draw tomorrow. Um, yeah. And mm. I think we can beat QPR. I just, I hope we turn up, I hope to get that kick up. But yeah, I just think, you know, QPR, they're a funny side. Um, I didn't think that they blew us away when they came here. I thought mm-hmm. Watford didn't blow us away either. Um, but again, against the new manager, we'll just see what happens, hopefully. Like um, Alan said, let's get four points. Let's, you know, solidify it. Let's make it so we're safe and we can get I'll on. Get it. I'll get it
2: all clear. I promise you I do. Uh, right, towards the end of the show tonight. So, Colleen, uh, sum up what you think in the next you know, three years of Birmingham City, holds.
6: Oh, blimey! Mm. I'm sorry, mate, but like, yeah, what? Well, that's well. not a lot to ask, is it? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness me! Okay, um, change for the better because
2: right, it no, has no, no, to be. don't. It hasn't mm-hmm. changed. What? What? Well, do you to, is, is 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 think? I want you to proper sum up what is going to happen to Birmingham City in the next few years. I don't think he's got a crystal ball. Um, in the next well, three years, I can only see his head and his
6: shoulders. Oh. <laughs> Ownership change, uh, a, a vision, uh, an identity, and we get a connection back with um, supporters, and also uh, the germ of an idea or the formulation um, to move to a new stadium. There you go. Uh,
2: and really? do you think, do you think, Colin, that the EFL are out to get us again?
6: No. Um, if you break the rules, you have to suffer the consequences. Um, I'm pretty sure the EFL would want ownership change, and they would want um, the problem to go away in that respect, i.e., new people coming in, so they can deal with new people and not have to address the problems historically that they are currently addressing.
2: Which is fine, but what about the fit and proper person's test?
6: Um, in in what in what respect, Nick?
2: In respect that we're in the dungeons that we're in right, because of the fit and proper person's test mm. was not conducted correctly, right, we are looking at a hairdresser. My son's a hairdresser. He's still space to pay his mortgage, mate. Huh? We're looking at a hairdresser buying a multi-million pound football.
6: That was the Premier League, don't forget, not the EFL.
2: Yeah, I, 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 no, I, mm. granted, and I know that, right, but why haven't they been out to account?
6: I think the, the EFL aren't uh, a massive cash-rich organisation, and I don't think you have to prove a lot to be uh, a director or an owner of a club, which they are obviously now tightening up on that, and then a government regulator should also enhance that. Um, I have some sympathy with the EFL, um, but it's difficult to police. It's been like the Wild West, hasn't it?
1: cool. Nick, we've got to, we're going to have to wrap it up, Nick, so if you want to...
7: are uh, oh, you've, you've got 33 seconds to uh, say... 33 goodbye. seconds. Cameron, goodbye! Goodbye, keep right on. If you see
2: Hello.
3: me at the Blues, say goodbye. goodbye. Hello. Bye. Hello. Bye. Uh, Mark? Oh, sorry, yeah, I miles away. Uh, yeah, have a good week, everyone. Stay safe and keep right on. Alan?
4: Yeah, looking forward to uh, two away visits
5: near home. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, all the very best to everybody and uh, keep right on. Uh,
5: Craig. uh do you know what everyone will say, watch out for some announcements around some other great guests that are going to be joining us over the next few weeks. What and mean also, Colin's coming back, is he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Colin, welcome back anytime. Yeah, I'd love um, to. Fun. Uh, Thanks for having Colin, me. Thanks right, on.
2: Colin. Right, you know what? You've summed up so much good things tonight, and you've been so dead honest and so open.
1: Eleven seconds.
2: If you want to come on next week. Every week, and this is what we did to Claire the other week because she is so good at her analysis. You're very welcome here every single week. From me, Chris Brown, Mark you say goodbye, okay, I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Chris Brown, Tomorrow, we love you.
1: What more can we say? Yeah.